A new investigation looks at the disturbing world of so-called kidfluencers and the moms who run their accounts. One in three preteens say being an influencer is a career goal, but the reality poses serious risks to underage girls. Stephanie Sai looks at those concerns. Instagram doesn't allow children younger than 13 to have their own accounts, so what we're seeing is parents of kidfluencers set up and manage these accounts. Posting content of girls can be lucrative. Instagram makes it possible to have paid monthly subscribers. And kids' apparel brands will pay thousands of dollars for a single post of a kid modeling, say, their dance leotards. But what might seem like innocent photos to a mom may read differently to a man or a pedophile. New York Times reporter Michael Keller analyzed data from 5,000 of these mom-run accounts as part of a New York Times investigation and joins me now. Michael, thank you for being here. I mean, the headline of your report really sums up the risk. A marketplace of girl influencers managed by moms and stalked by men. What did you find about how prolific these accounts are and why so many moms are into this? My colleague Jennifer Valentino DeVries and I wanted to look into this world of child influencers. And as you said, they often are too young to have accounts of their own, and so they're run by their parents. They got into them for a variety of reasons. There was a range from uh, dancers and gymnasts who wanted to get free or discounted leotards in exchange for uh, photos modeling the apparel. Um, a lot of parents said that uh, social media was the way they could assure a good digital resume for their child's future and maybe even help pay for college or gain opportunities working with sought-after choreographers. Um, on the more extreme end, your aspiring models, uh, some had their own subscriptions, both on Instagram, where they would charge up to $20 a month for uh, more photos or uh, chat sessions with the child, um, or on other platforms where the monthly cost went as high as $250. So your report also found that a lot of the followers of these accounts are men. Are, are they driving these accounts' popularity and their profits? So we did an analysis looking at the follower size of these accounts and the percentage of men in that audience and did find a correlation that as the audiences got larger, there were more men in them. Now, some parents and pretty much all the parents we spoke to said that men and following them and posting inappropriately was a really big problem. Some of them said that the first thing they did when they woke up in the morning was block followers and the last thing they did before they went to bed was block followers. Um, they often post inappropriate or um, even proposition the girls in the comments below the photos. Uh, they do, do block them, as I said, um, but a lot of them ran into issues where if they blocked too many, Instagram would start limiting their ability to either follow new accounts or to block even more. One parent said, I, I can't believe this, I've reached my limit for the day of blocking creepy men.
Michael, I just want to show our viewers an example of what you're talking about. The New York Times and your investigation doesn't show the actual post, but you describe what the post showed. A nine-year-old in a golden bikini lounging on a towel, and then you show the comments section full of sexually suggestive remarks. But Michael, it doesn't stop at the comments in every case. You describe a world in which the girls are sucked in to this sort of internet underworld of sexual predation. Right, and that was what was truly disturbing in what we found. Uh, beyond the suggestive or, or predatory comments, some parents actually received threats from some of the online. Um, they would reach out and accuse them of uh, exploiting their child and threatening to contact their school or their family and friends and seemingly expose them. Because um, it is worth noting that in, you know, photos of children uh, in dance conventions are normal within that context. Um, but within the context of the internet, people bring to them, in some cases, um, their own uh, skewed points of view. And so these men were trying to, uh, seemingly with threats of blackmail, um, cause a lot of actual harm to the families. So it occurs to me, Michael, that this is not just an investigation into risks that girls are taking online, but a story about parents who are making the decision to put their girls at potential risk of ogling at the very least. What is the biggest takeaway for moms who are thinking of letting their daughters become influencers? So as we said, you know, Instagram does allow parents to run these accounts for them, even when they're below 13. But what we found was that it is very hard to do so in a safe way, um, and that it may take hours every day of blocking um, creepy or possibly predatory men from interacting um, with the account. And the real-life threats that this could um, you know, lead to, maybe we heard stories of strange packages showing up at people's doors. Um, and could go from the online world into real life and affect your family was a really uh, strong takeaway for me. Michael Keller with The New York Times, thank you for joining the NewsHour. Thank you so much.